up everybody uh how you doing hopefully you're doing well uh thank you for checking out the uh, pat out of hell podcast on the baba core core podcast network uh again all the usual stuff like subscribe all that good stuff you know whatever i was thinking of uh adding video to this because i know video helps the youtube uh numbers and stuff i just ah man i just I don't wanna. I'm in my apartment. I'm just mad, chilling. Uh, truth be told, I'm 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 not wearing any clothes. Uh, no, that's not true. That's half true. But uh, and I was like, do I want to add video to this? Will it? I I just I don't I don't you know. Uh, so the pad out of hell is just gonna be audio. I I I guess I'll still put it up on YouTube. It don't get a lot of plays on YouTube. All the plays are through the uh, the uh, audio platforms. Like, and that, that's just how I listen to podcasts. That's how I enjoy podcasts and all that stuff. I don't really watch them, uh, but I don't know. We'll see. I think just for the solo ones, it doesn't make any sense to for me to. Not only am I just talking to myself, but now I'm talking to myself while I'm recording uh, myself. Talk to myself, and that just seems a little bit too weird. This whole thing's weird to begin with, you know. Just me talking to myself. Uh, well, pre-recording the conversation with just myself, uh, but it's a conversation that I'm putting out to y'all. But to record, uh, like to put a camera up and, and set up lights because it's not too bright in here and do all that stuff just to talk to myself, just so y'all could watch me talk to myself. I don't know, man. That seems a little bit much. Also, I'm very lazy uh, with this this situation right here. I just plug in the mic, I turn it on, and then boom, done. If I added cameras, then I had to set up lights. So I would have to, I would have to get dressed. I'd have to get dressed for sure. Uh, I have to set up the background, make it look all nice in the background, just organically. Like this is how I live. I live with all these, you know, these collectibles and these cool records and these DVD. Like I don't know, man. Right now I'm just, I'm just chilling uh very uh lo-fi situation very just like just set it up and go you know uh so that's what the pad at hell podcast is i've been talking to different people about doing other projects other podcast projects don't know what's gonna happen with that uh everything's always up in the air uh, but uh, anything that I do will be on the Baba Cool Core Podcast Network on Spotify, iTunes, uh, wherever else you listen to podcasts. Uh, like and subscribe, all that stuff. Anything you can find on babacoolcore.com or on my Twitter and Instagram at your homie Pat. Uh, so, yeah, man. Uh, I guess this is kind of a, a couple days late or maybe a week early, depending on how you want to see it. Um, I usually want to drop these on Monday, but uh, it didn't happen. But here we are. And uh, thank you for coming back. Thank you for checking it out uh, and, and, and hanging out with me for for a little bit. I do appreciate that. 
So yeah, man. Um, does anybody else get triggered by Star Trek? I'm having this thing, uh, like William Shatner's in, in the uh, in the news. I think he's in space, or he went to space, or something like that. I don't, I I don't keep up with the news and stuff. I, I see headlines, I see Facebook posts. I was like, oh, that's cool. He's still alive, and he's going to uh, to space. That makes sense. But here's why Star Trek triggers me. Now, before I used to, I did, uh, I used to do stage managing, did stage managing for the San Antonio Opera, and while I was assistant stage manager for most of the productions, I did a couple of productions as stage manager, very stressful, kind of fun, good money, a lot of fun, uh, worked with a lot of talented people, uh, but this one uh, production that I did, it was uh, Madam Butterfly. Or Madama Butterfly, Butterfly, however you say it, Madam Butterfly. Now, if you don't know the story about the Madam Butterfly, um, it is about a uh, military man. Uh, uh, I think it's like Navy captain, something like that, uh, who goes overseas to uh, to Japan, I guess, and uh, meets one of the the locals there. Uh, convinces this this uh, young girl, uh, Cho Cho San, to marry him. because uh, he wants to have sex with her, right? Uh, that's a horrible summary, but it is a beautiful opera in itself. Um, now when we did it in San Antonio, we had a very special guest director. Uh, I'm not gonna say his name. But he was in Star Trek. He played Q in Star Trek. I'll give you his character name. I'm not going to put him on blast, but his character name. And he made a life uh, uh, out of being Q from Star Trek. Anything that he did, he wrote books um, as the character of Star Trek. Him and uh, Leonard Nimoy uh, went on tours. I think they, they co-wrote a book. Uh, I mean, they, they, they milked whatever they could from, from Star Trek. And I know that they're bringing back uh, Picard uh, series. Uh, and he's he's bringing back the Q character. He's bringing back the Q character. Which is all fine and good. I was excited to work with him uh, when, we, when I first uh, learned. And this was uh, almost a decade ago, you know, uh, more or less. But. When he decided to direct the Madam Butterfly for the local production here in San Antonio, he decided to take that story on and set it in a galaxy far, far away. Which, at the time, sounded like a very fun idea. You know, it's a different take. We're going into space. Why would we not go to space? Q is directing it. Star Trek fame Q uh, uh, is a uh, director. So why would he not put his twist on it? I ain't mad about it. I ain't mad about it. You know, I wasn't mad about it. The uh, opera fans here were not um, happy with that. You know, uh, we were mocked a little bit. 
uh, by the SA Current. I believe they wrote it up as uh, Puccini, or uh, yeah, Puccini, the Final Frontier. Uh, Puccini is the uh, composer for the Madame Butterfly um, opera. And of course, they put the final frontier, final final frontier, as a knock on the whole space idea of it. Uh, anyway, I mean, they didn't change anything else. I mean, all the words were the same. the The scene was the same. The story was the same. It was just uh, the location, the time period, completely different. We're in space now. We're dealing with space stuff now, right? Uh, still fun, still beautiful singer, still a uh, 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 good production to to work on. Now, however, like we since we were making this stuff all up, you know, uh, we had a production meeting to where we had to figure out there was going to be a wedding party, there was going to be a party scene, and we needed to figure out what these people were going to do at the party you know we're not just gonna have regular uh bottles of uh, wine or regular food buffet what you know what would a party be like in space so we're brainstorming we had meetings after rehearsals and we're brainstorming and we're trying to like figure out what we're gonna do and i had ideas for different things that we could do, different props that we could create to kind of portray uh, a party scene, you know. And it was all just playing with lights and, and putting, you know, the light-up balls in, like, those little plastic tubes, you know, that you put the light bulbs in and stuff. And uh, you play with that. You switch it from here. You switch from there. You act like you're inhaling something. And then you get all high and stuff. A party, you know. Just making this up. Threw out a, f- a few ideas, you know. Oh, we could do this with this light-up ball. You know, and then we pass it around. This is, the, this is the joint or the drugs or the weed of the future. We could do this tube that has a light, uh, a, a ball that lights up and it changes colors. And then when it hits you, you get a, you get a hit like, maybe, I don't know, crack? Like you're doing fucking, uh, like you're smoking crack, you know? Something like that. It's a party. Whatever. I came up with like two or three, uh, about two or three different party ideas to what we would have to turn around to the chorus and, you know, the party guest and uh, tell them, you know, this is what our props are. This is what we're going to do. This is how we, this is how the party scene is going to go. Right. He liked my ideas. I was pretty excited about that. I was like, wow, I'm I'm a big I'm playing a bigger role in this. You know, I'm creating props. I'm creating party props for this production. Uh, I'm super stoked about it. I was proud of myself. It wasn't a big deal. You know, uh, I just put, you know, two and two together. I know what a party looks like. And I, I, I we have all these balls that light up. We have all these different light up toys. Uh, let's just fucking make them drugs, you know, pretty stoked about it. Uh, so the next day or later that day, I don't know. I don't remember what it was, 
but he just he he's he's presenting it he's presenting these props introducing these new props the party props you know the play drugs uh or the play you know whatever you want to call them uh i call them drugs but whatever you want to call them he's presenting these these things to the chorus and as he's presenting these things he keeps saying this is what i've came up with i've created this and we're going to do it like this. And then you're going to take a hit like this. And then you're going to go like this. As if you just got the most amazing hit of your life. And he keeps saying, okay, I created this one. I came up with this one. I came up with that. When I was like, dude, what? Like, those were my props. Those were my things that I came up with. But that he's, I don't get the credit. He's taking the credit. He's like, I came up with this and i thought uh, thought this up i used my own imagination and this is what we're gonna this is our drugs this is our party favors and i got mad i didn't say nothing obviously but i got mad and i like at this time i was the assistant stage manager so the stage manager he's writing notes and he's doing all this stuff this has to okay this person's getting this drug and he turns to me he's like hey what do you call the thing i was like i don't know fucking ask him fucking ask him he came up with it you know and the stage manager just laughed off because he knew why 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 i was upset because he's like i create this i Never forgave him for that. I mean, I'm it's, I'm not that upset about it. It would have been nice to get the credit for it, you know. I mean, the people in the meeting knew that I uh, came up with the idea, and it's not like I—they're just light toys. And I was like, just act like you're sniffing them, and that you're smoking the lights, and you're getting high, blah blah blah. It's not genius. Anybody else would have came up with it, but I came up with it. But he took full credit everybody's like oh that's so cool oh that's so fun i was like yeah yeah that is very cool yeah very great idea it's a very great idea whoever came up with that it's fucking genius uh but so now i don't get it doesn't bother me that much but it's still something that like i was very upset at that time i was like you stole my intellectual property is that is that the same thing? Like my idea. I mean, yeah, I didn't trademark it. I didn't say this is mine. I I, I get I ch- chopped it up to the game. You know, we were just trying to make the best production as possible. Uh. So yeah. So now I'm still triggered by by Star Trek. It takes us back to working with uh, John Delancey, uh, Q, I guess, and uh, him stealing my party prop. Uh, ideas and presenting them as his own and uh i mean it's still it was still it was still a fun production man i mean it was a wild idea i mean everybody was dressed up uh like space people um the guy who played who played pinkerton who was the captain the nate the naval captain or whatever he was uh, he was legit in a Star Trek T-shirt, you know, like he didn't. 
John uh, Delancey did not go far from the Star Trek thing. He wanted people to know that he was very much connected to this. I mean, that's that's his bread and butter. That's you know that's how he gets his money. And like, if that's his brand, that's his brand. You know, I mean, he was just putting his own his his stamp on it, his Star Trek stamp on it. You know, um, it was fun to work on, but I know like a lot of people were kind of like taken aback by it because it, it wasn't I mean the story was the story was but because I mean the setting and the time period turned a lot of people off turned a lot of people off you know uh, but it was still cool man it was still cool I was stressed out on that one too because um, as a stage manager as an assistant stage manager it's your job to make sure that everybody knows where their places are everybody knows you know where to get their props are this is where you pick it up this is where you enter from this is your cue this is you know your entrance all that stuff it's up to me to keep make sure that people are ready to go ready to get on ready to get off have their props don't have their props all that stuff you know you got to keep track of that well uh, part of the story is they have uh and I'm sorry Madam Butterfly has been out for a long time. This is no, this is no like if 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 you're spoil, spoiler alert, okay. If you don't know the story of Madam Butterfly, you, you know, you had time, you've had time to get it together. But uh, Pinkerton, the naval captain, and Chocho-san, the uh, geisha, have a baby. You know, they have a kid, and I believe the kid's name is Sorrow. They named the kid Sorrow. And uh, it's a boy, but it's a young boy. And they they couldn't find a boy to play this character. They need an actual kid to play this character. He runs on, he runs off, he runs on, he runs off. You know. But they need an actual kid to play this thing, to play the, play this character of sorrow. Uh, unfortunately, they couldn't find a, a boy, a, a, a boy that age with no acting background would be close to impossible to work with, according to them. So they needed to find a girl and put a boy wig on them, like a little Beatles uh, uh, wig on them. So they have a little short hair, the little bangs, and the bowl cut looking thing. And in the final scene, I have to make sure that the kid gets on. He that the the the, the character of the sorrow, the girl playing the boy character in sorrow, and this was way before the whole pronoun stuff, so it was kind of difficult, but. You know, everybody kept calling him, send in the boy, send in the boy. And they're like, they know I'm a girl, right? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's, it's fine. You're still, you're a girl for sure. But uh, so I have to, like, I literally had to push this child to run on stage at this certain queue. And I felt so bad about that. I had, a, I kept apologizing to the parents. I was like, I'm sorry. I just need to make sure that she's on stage. And like, the parents were fine. They were just so proud, you know. They're just so proud, like, oh my god, my 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 daughter's gonna be a star, even though she's playing a boy. And blah, blah, blah. I wonder how that worked out. I wonder if she how she turned out to be 
Uh, I mean, she was stoked about it. She, she, I don't think she got the whole thing like, oh, I'm, I'm a boy. Uh, she just, she had to play a boy role because they couldn't get a boy to play it uh, and not mess it up. But, uh, so yeah, other than that, that was a very stressful thing. Because I, I, I don't, I never worked with, with kids before on a opera production. You know, you usually work with adults, uh, people that are responsible for their own uh, cues and all that stuff. So not only did I get my, um, and then I got yelled at because a kid kept m- missing her cues. I was like, it's, it's, I'm doing what I can. I, what do you want me? You want me to literally throw her on stage? What do you want me to do? You know, I'm doing what I can. This person has never been in, in a production before. They don't know what they're doing. I don't. I can't. Get, I'm not gonna get mad at her. I'm not gonna get mad at her. I'm just gonna say like, okay, go, go, and then push her a little bit, and she gets on stage. And uh, so yeah, it was it was kind of stressful, but it was still fun. Kid did good. We had three productions. I mean, three uh, shows. Uh, kid did good. You know, the audience. Every time the, the kid ran out, you, you hear the audience. Ah, you know, and she ate it all up. Like, oh look, they fucking love me. He's like, yeah, already a prima donna. Not even an opera singer, but a fucking uh, a prima donna, but uh, a diva. And uh, but no. So that's the thing that Star Trek. Star Trek brings that back to me. It was a little long, long, long-winded, a long-winded on that, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah. And it's just because I saw the previews for the Picard and Q's back on that. I was like, "Fucking Q!" And uh, and then the whole William Shatner going to space. I was like, "It's just all right." We'll talk about it on the pod. I was gonna try to talk about it on stage. I don't know if I can make a bit out of it, but it's funny. It's a good story, you know. It's an interesting story, but uh, I just wanted my props. Wanted my props on the props that I created with my brain, bro. You gotta respect the brain. Uh, cool, man. So and uh, so, uh, Kyle Kinane was in town, and this was funny. I think Kyle Kinane was in town. Uh, this past Saturday at the Paper Tiger, right? Good show, man. I, li- I like Kyle Kinane. I think he's one of the funniest guys. I like his energy. I like his, you know, he's one of the funny ones that I like, you know. And uh, so <laughs> this is embarrassing. So I rarely ask to be put on people's shows, you know. And I keep saying I'm going to change that. I haven't yet. I don't. It's just out of my... It's not who I really am to like keep bothering people. Like I don't want to bother people, but I do want to be on their radar type of thing. So um, I'm just balancing with that, you know. But if there's a comic that's coming into town, uh, I will reach out to them. I won't do this anymore. I've done this three times, and I'm over three. And <laughs> it's pretty funny. Well, it's not that funny. One was Nate Bergatz. And, and and it always happens when I'm drunk. When I'm drunk and I'm on Twitter, I was like, let me just DM them. I do know that it's worked out for a, a, a fellow uh, comic friend of mine. You know, she got, a, she got a show or she got on a show 
uh, two shows with two uh, touring comedians. And I was like, how'd, you know, how did you get on the show? You know, how did she hear about you? How'd, she's like, oh, yeah, I just DM'd her on Twitter or Instagram. So like, that's it? You just con- you just send them a uh, DM? Like, yeah, I got on the show. So I like, cool, interesting, interesting, interesting. So I've sent uh I've sent three uh drunken DMs, which is so weird for me. I never slid into anybody's DMs, but I'm gonna do it to comics that I really look up to. Very smart move of me. And uh so one was for Nate Bargazzi. and for him I said, Yo man, <laughs> the service fees for your tickets are pretty high. Can I just do a guest spot? <laughs> As if that's gonna work. Didn't work, by the way. Uh, Nor uh Norm uh Mark Norman. Uh, as soon as I found out that he was coming to the town, I sent him a DM. A DM. I was like, "Hey man, can I do a guest spot? Here's a clip of my uh, my set." Didn't hear back from him, but he did do this weird thing when he was in town. I went to his last show here, and he does like a meet and greet afterwards. And uh, just right before I left, I just went up to him. I was like, "Hey, man, how's, how's it going?" And he goes, "Hey, hey, you made it!" And I was like, "Oh shit! Like, so did do you did get my DM? Or you're just saying that because you say that to everybody? Like, hey, hey, glad you made it, <laughs> or something? I don't know. Uh, didn't get a response from him. Didn't get a guest spot for him. Kyle Kinane. I found found out Kyle Kinane was coming to the town. Uh, and this was months ago too. And I sent him a uh, a DM. So like, hey man, I said you're gonna be at the Paper Tiger in San Antonio. I'm in San Antonio, local comic. Can I do a guest spot? Here is a clip. And didn't hear back from him. Not a problem. I mean, I anytime I woke up the next morning and I was like, oh. Fuck, I fucking sent a DM to this comic asking for a guest spot. What a fucking asshole move of me. What a fucking douchey move. Hopefully they'll respond. And they never did. You know, whatever. I don't know if they saw it. I don't know. Because I don't know if they run their own social medias or whatever. It doesn't matter. I won't be doing that again. Anyway. So, at the Kyle Kinane show, the main stage of Paper Tiger, that's where he was set up. But they had a small stage where they had a hardcore show. They had Hoods, they had uh, the Hoods, uh, Executioner, uh, a couple other bands. None of the bands that I knew, but I still was just like, it was cool that they had like a, a show going on. So Kyle Kinane's show ends, and I was I was getting drunk. I, I took a lift there, so I knew that I was going to do some drinking. You know, I don't go out that much, so when I go out, I like to have a good time. And so I was getting pretty lit, you know. Kyle Kinane shows in, and uh, I go hang out at Rumble, the bar uh, right next door to Paper Tiger, and meet up with, with some friends, and I just continue drinking. And then I was like, hey, man, I'm, I gotta, I'm gonna go back inside, go, go take a piss, maybe check out the band. So I go back inside the Paper Tiger grounds, and I uh, get myself another beer. And I'm just there. I'm checking out the band. I'm like, oh man, you know, it's pretty good. I'm not sure who it was. Uh, like, I didn't know any of the bands that night. I've heard of them, but I didn't know who it was. So I was just checking out, you know, whatever's going on. People part uh, pitting, mosh, mosh pitting, and the band's going on. The hardcore punk band, you know, all that stuff. Pretty good. And I'm jamming out. I'm jamming out. And I look over my shoulder, 
and I see Kyle Kinane. I was like, oh, shit. And keep in mind, I was drunk at this time. And I'm usually not a person to bug anybody, uh, you know, when they're just in there doing their own thing, you know. But uh, so he's just standing right there next to me, and we're just jamming out. I'm just like, yo. And I keep looking back, and I was like, oh, man. And so I look back again, and he notices that I look back, and I was like, oh, shit, I creep, I'm creeping him out. So I just go up to him and say, hey, man, what's up? I really enjoyed your show, all this stuff. And I was like, hey, man, can I can I take a picture with you? And he's like, yeah, sure, dude, yeah. And so I was like, hey, man, can you do it for, can you take the picture? Because I'm fucking drunk. Because <laughs> I was trying to hold up my, my phone, and I was just like, I was like, I couldn't fucking get the thing. I was like, hey, man, you, you do it. I'm drunk. <laughs> what a fucking, what a fucking asshole move of me, you know? Uh, hey, I'm sorry to bother you. Can I have a picture of you? And can you take a picture of us? Uh, he was cool though. He took the picture. I posted it. Uh, and then I was like, "Cool man, enjoy the show. Uh, thanks for coming to San Antonio." And then I just fucking dipped because I was I was starting. I was like, "If I stay here any longer, I'm gonna get in some more trouble." And uh, just caught up a lift. And got the hell out of Dodge. It was fun, though. It was fun to see him. But the crowd was fucking... They were just ready to go, dude. Uh, he had uh, Mike Weeby open up. And Mike Weeby is... Uh, he's, I think he's a front man for the Draculas. Uh, but he, he's a front man for River, Riverboat Gamblers. And what I like about... I like Riverboat Gamblers. Never Don't know too much about Draculas. But... Um, He's a character on stage. He's he's a front man, so he has a front front man comedic energy. You know, I really like when there's bands like Every Time I Die is one of my favorite bands. Keith Buckley is very good at doing the jokes in between songs. You know, like there's some bands like hardcore bands, metalcore bands, stuff like that, rock bands, I guess, that are just like rock and roll all all the way through like oh come on motherfuckers this next song i want to see y'all destroy each other let's fucking tear the roof off this place and that could be fun but it's also nice when you see a front man go up there like just start making jokes uh to fill up the time you know and uh so mike weeby had that that kind of front man vibe uh you know he's out of austin he's he does uh, comedy in austin and uh so it was cool to see him, but like the crowd was just like they were on board. I'm not I'm not saying that he wasn't funny, but like I was just like, let me at him, let me at like I wanted to be on stage. I wanted to like perform in front of that crowd so bad because they were just doing like they were just like on board from the start, ready to laugh, ready to have a good time. And I was like, Let me at him, let me at him, let me at him. Uh Unfortunately, I didn't get to go up. Um, I went about the wrong way, I guess. And I even, I even told uh, Kyle Kinane. I even told Kyle like after uh, after we took the picture, I told him some other stuff. But I was like, "Hey, man, like I sent you a DM to see if I could get a guest spot. I don't know if you saw that or not, but uh, man, I would have loved to be on that show. But it was a good show, man. I'm glad I came out and saw it anyway. And I don't know what he, how he responded to that." Um, but I'm pretty sure I came off really bad. It sucks, man. I didn't. I didn't plan on having an interaction with anybody, you know, uh, especially Kyle Kinane. Um 
so I made a pretty really a really bad first impression. Uh, hopefully he doesn't remember. I don't know. I mean, I did take a picture and post a picture and tagged him, but hopefully he doesn't remember who I am or what I did or how I how I acted because uh, it was pretty embarrassing. But uh, damn, was that thirty minutes already? I guess I really went long with that Star Trek joke or joke story, uh, and then the cow Uh Thanks for hanging out, guys. This is fun. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for ch- supporting the Baba Cool Core Podcast Network. Uh, audio only for now because uh, you don't want to see me. You don't want to see me. Not like this. Not not right now. You know, I'm better. I'm better heard, not seen. Uh, so I appreciate you. Thanks for hanging out, uh, and I'll I'll check you next time. All right, later. Hey, you know-